Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much yeah anybody um any engineers want to pop on tell me why robin can't hear me i can hear you now can you hear me i don't even know if i'm on the air right now so (laughs) howard you were you were not being heard by anybody guess i'm not Hello? I can't. I don't know if Gary? he can hear you now. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you right now. Now you just froze. The Howard Stern Show. See, I had a weird, confusing early sexual fantasy, and I was always mystified by it. I was into the TV show Honey West. Yeah. And Francis. She was hot. Blonde, big boobs, the whole deal. And my mom got me a book, a Honey West book. And I was reading about it, and in one little page in the book, Honey West was like bound and gagged by a group of dudes, and they were going to do weird crap to her. <laughs> so I remember laying in bed as a little kid, imagining that I was Honey West t- strapped down in the bed, really? spread eagle. Now that's weird. So I said, wait a second, I might be gay. Really? Why do why you want to be Honey West? Why am I identifying with Honey West? I think that's you're just a masochist. Strange. I think that's the thing. You know, you want to be tied down. I wanted to be tied down. Yeah. Like, who get like... I, uh, it dawned on me like two days ago. Who's it? Like my hair is going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have like a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, "I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's a you need it's you, hard to cut your hair." Would you do me a favor? Would you sure. pretend that I am Bahati? I'm sitting here. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. It's hot in the garage. I'm wearing a bra top. I okay. My, and I only have panties on. I'm being honest. Can you go a little slower? Just talk about it. <laughs> you have underwear on under that rope? There ain't nothing gay about him. All right, like, the one main thing I was talking to these guys about yesterday, when we went to Las Vegas, it was three days of shows, porn stars, strippers, everything out there, right? Yeah. Howard starts off the show, his first observation is he saw KC down at the pool with his shirt off. Like, ah. his first observation. Yeah, but what, what, you know why? Five though, hours dude. later. And why are you eating home fries? You're getting a little bit of a belly. Oh, look at talk. You know I like my girl shaved. <laughs> Make it out with the guy in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was at that time, Howard. It was another time. It was like he was just on the side, of the, like he was in front of his house making out with the guy. Oh, they couldn't even get indoors. No, they were on the street. But wait, what is this about the book? He's caught. <laughs> I think Ralph really did this. Did you make out with a, ki- a guy? Oh, wow. What happened? No, I did. Are you high? No, this is... <laughs> I was I was gay way before I met Beth. <laughs> Welcome everybody to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Jim Fix, aka Fillmore, your host, and with me is Raven. How are you, my dear? I'm doing good. What's up? Mm, well, not too not too much. We're just uh, hoping you guys are enjoying your uh, new your your winters wherever you are in the new 
year and uh, because that's when this is going to be released. And um, we're sorry to be uh, going a little further back, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. And we're going to get caught up eventually. Just, you know, <laughs> we're just counting on Wiggy to lose <laughs> shows more and more and then we can get caught up uh, in, in the interim. Just a few PSAs before we get started, guys. Uh, some of you may have noticed that there's a few more edits made by YouTube really by SiriusXM on our YouTube feed, like whatever videos I've rendered. But um, so, so going forward, we're just going to apologize in advance and say, if the episode seems to be truncated by however long, an hour or half hour, and it's and you think, well, you know, that's kind of stinks. Well, we're sorry. There's not much we can do about that because we have no way of knowing exactly what episodes or what bits on shows have been pre-recorded and ID tagged. That's the only big thing. It's not an issue of, oh, this is too controversial. He doesn't want it on the air. It's like, no, they just pre-recorded it and people were smart to ID tag certain things. But the regular live shows, they don't. Um, the, typically when he doesn't want something on like the Robert Plant interview or the Wendy Williams rant from 2017, both from 2017, uh, they ID tag those on purpose so that as soon as they come up on some whatever, Facebook, YouTube, they disappear. So, uh, if you want more of that stuff, go subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, nothing gets taken down there. And they have no reach over that. So uh, eventually, like the Wendy Williams rant, we're going to cover it in detail. And that's going strictly on Patreon because we know that's a that's a hot that's a hot get, I suppose. Um, so you're the podcast that you can listen to because we don't uh, advertise it too often. Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, obviously Podbean, Pandora and Alexa, Stitcher, um, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Pocket Cast. Player FM, and there's a whole bunch more that I've forgotten about, but uh, these are the, the ones I principally s signed up for. So, um, the other thing is, oh, we'd like to do a couple uh, shout outs. This one's going to Julie Brown, Mandy Rubinoff, Hope A, that's just A as in the capital letter A, Brenda Wolf, uh, Estelle Espinosa, welcome to the uh, group, by the way. All the Pepinos are welcome. And we got to do a big shout out for Benjamin and bring back Jackie. Um, tell tell yes. about their tweet, their tweeting prowess. Okay, so when I'm doing the live show in the mornings, I get alerts when they tweet when bring back Jackie and Benjamin tweet. So a lot of times I can't even type fast enough to record in our thread what's being said, and there might not be enough people around to help me out. So what I like to do is visit their tweets, which I get while I'm listening and typing and responding. Mm -hmm. It's like like we the saber dance in my head was spinning plates. So yeah. those guys are so eloquent. They're ferocious. They <laughs> tag Bowie. They tag um, <laughs> Ellie Wentworth. People like TMZ, NT, The Blast. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. And they really capture the moment of the show perfectly, sometimes way better than I ever could. So yeah. I want to promote them, visit their Twitter, check them out. They're really yeah. great. And um, thank you guys so much. You've been a huge help to me. And I hope everybody's enjoying because their stuff is – it's <laughs> always 100% legit. And it's hysterical. You got to you, – you just – if, even if you don't listen to the show, I think it, they sum it up pretty well because oh, they're very yeah. good um, expositionists. 
That's yeah. the word I want. Well, they're very good writers <laughs> and they have a way with words that is oh, yeah. phenomenal. And once you get to know their lingo, it's it's even better. And when you look at who they're tagging yeah. and what they're saying, I mean, nobody beats them. They're the best tweet tweeters on Howard that I've ever seen. I couldn't with, even begin. Twitter is not my thing. Yeah, I won't even I, I tried it for a while. It just wasn't for me. Same. And I found that doing live threads was my gift to the world. So <laughs> well, that's what I do. <laughs> those guys are like uh, surgeons and they have like a scalpel incision precision that uh, mm -hmm. oh, if, we're, if we're sledgehammers, they are, you know, late, you know, laser surger, surgeons and stuff. Um, they're just phenomenal. <laughs> Excuse me. And when you read. <coughs> Sorry, guys, my throat's a little wonky today. When you read Benjamin's tweets. You can hear his voice because we do shows with him. Bring back Jackie. I've asked right. him to do like an interview, like a one on one and or even sit in if he likes. And he's he's uh, happy doing what he's doing. So but he's you know, gives us gives us our gives us uh, his blessing anyway. Um, and they uh, post great links whenever there's something actually completely hypocritical or completely bullshit, which is just every day. And this past week, what was the big lie? About uh, there's a couple huge lies that he decided to uh, foist on us. Um, okay, so Benjamin had two great ones. One was the trans bit, where Howard says that people are mean to trans people, and yet Benjamin <laughs> caught the fact that high pitch Mike had to lay on the ground and have a trans sit on his face to get a TV. Right, that was punishment. And he showed all the pictures of it. What's that? That, and that was considered punishment because that's what like that was the that was considered the 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 car wash he had to go through with his mouth open. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> it was that was the way he thought. Like if you oh really were evolved and you believe that trans is the way, you know, people should be treating them like, uh, in, well, of course, obviously, if you're trans or doesn't matter, you're still a human being. Obviously, you shouldn't have to be told to treat them like with kindness, but um, that he became this big defender but it wasn't that long ago he had one as punishment sit on high bitch Mike's face so that he could win a TV that eventually never came out of the box. <laughs> no. Well, at least as far as we know, while he was at Sirius for those yeah. early Sirius years, that this was a thing. The yeah. second lie, or uh, I call it an abuse of the English language mm. that Wiggy did was he said, I've lived all over the United States. Mm. Well, Benjamin it. pointed out that he lived in four states. Yes. Michigan when he was in Detroit. Yep. Connecticut when he was in Hartford. Hartford. Washington, D.C. Uh -huh. And then New York. Yep. Four states he's lived in, all in like the Northeast. So Howard makes these wide gaping, sorry for the word, gaping statements saying, I've lived all over the U.S. Well, you've <laughs> lived in like a quadrant of the yeah. U.S. And there's only four states. It's yeah. not like you've lived in 10 states, which would give you some cred, some street cred, but yeah. no. Um, and wonderful Benjamin pointed this out even after the show was done later in the afternoon, it came up mm -hmm. and I got the alert and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. So I just tagged it on to the earlier thread that I'd put with high pitch Mike and the trans hate and how he thinks that people are against trans, but back in the day he used trans, oh. he used Tula, and then he used the one with the cats. Oh, what was her name? I, it always escapes me. Siobhan? To, he even did Siobhan. Thank you. 
to they even did like a cribs episode where they went to her house mm-hmm. and like she it was scary it was mm-hmm. sad and scary and then there was the interview he did with her on the phone and she didn't even have like socks or something yeah. and he's like well good luck with that and it was like the saddest story, and he just blew it off. It was worse than good he has luck with no that. No emotional it connection was, in the world. It was literally. He goes. She goes. I don't even have enough to buy socks. And he goes. Well, uh, it's great to hear you're doing well. <laughs> it was just a yeah, that's what it was. I was like, did I just hear this? Is this is this real? I made that part oh of an intro. Oh my god, Fillmore! Like, it wasn't. I can't I don't, even tell you. The funny part was was go it was ahead. Just too, Two two funny parts. The part was that he said that, but before that, there was about a, like a three second disconnect where he, what you could tell, he wasn't even listening. He was just like right. doodling, you know. And then he says it as if you know, it's like you went in, <laughs> it's like you went in on a, I don't know, like some uh, a doctor, a psychiatrist just woke up from his patient rambling after an hour, and he says, "So what do you think about the doctor?" And he, he tells him something like, <laughs> "What was that one? I think it was Fraser when he fell asleep. When there was a guy on the phone, and he asked him what he should do about his insomnia. And he said, "You should just, you know, try to get some sleep." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like. Yeah, it's as much as like Howard's therapist is eating a hamburger while he's talking to him on the Pretty phone much. or on yeah. Zoom or something and just like, totally ignoring everything and just being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, let's work on that. Okay. And good luck. Goodbye. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So e- that e- was <laughs> – those are some great moments. Either way, guys, I will say <laughs> – I'm just going to get this set up. Hold on. Um, the uh, – the first day we're going to come back to, first of all, we're starting off uh, officially. And if they, like I said, if this gets truncated, don't worry about it, guys, because on the apps, it'll be uncut always. This first one is called Therapist Says Enough Bullshit. This is from September 8th. And um, we uh, – the which, which – was it the 8th or the 9th that the Metallica and Miley thing uh, happened? Metallica and Miley and Elton John were on the 9th. Ninth, okay. The eighth so, was Martin Short and Steve Martin. So we had to right. do that as a separate Patreon episode because that yeah. was going to be ID'd. That was an epic. That was so good. Um, anyway, this one's called Therapist Says Enough Bullshit. I was telling my psychiatrist yesterday how upset I am about the state of the world. And he didn't really want to hear it. He just was like, you're avoiding talking about you. And I was like, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm being empathic with the world. I'm upset about the women in uh, Afghanistan and Texas. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, come on. Let's get to the real stuff. Start, start whining about your parents. <laughs> <laughs> He's being 100% honest about this, though. Go ahead. The therapist is, if he's still seeing him, let's just put it at that, mm-hmm. that he's the one guy who can call him out on shit and be like, you're fucking acting. This isn't a comedy show. Stop telling me jokes. Stop trying to be witty. You're not on your show. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what's going on. And he always, you know, if he's steering it back to him, that's going to make him even more uncomfortable because he's trying to use stuff out in the world and make it his own like he does on the show. Oh, yeah. And it's it's um, several clips over different years, spanning different years and different eras, even where he said as much on the air. 
I go into the psychiatrist's office and I do whatever. I try to make it a comedy show. I try to impress them. I try to do this, try to do that. Basically do anything but talk mm -hmm. about myself, which is what's the fucking point? The point is he is a narcissist. He doesn't want to change. He doesn't feel he needs to change. Um, even if people are telling him you're sick, you're fucked up. And I, I just I, 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 you, originally I thought his love of marbles would trump his love of therapy because he would see like, Jesus, I'm wasting all this money on therapy. Like mm -mm, what's there's a, there yeah. shouldn't be a dis there should be a disconnect there. Well, I think Bob D would agree. Chicago, Bob, yep. that Wiggy wants to be heard. He never got the love he wanted from his mom. Yeah. And so the therapist is sort of like a mom in situ where she, he, is the one who's going to like coddle him a little bit and be like, okay, no, I think you need to look at it this way. And maybe you're not seeing this part of the situation, mm -hmm. you know, like he just wants to be heard. He's such a narcissist mm -hmm. that anyone who listened to him is worth paying. I guess like Beth, like Ralph, um, everybody, staff, <laughs> yeah. people that are like under the gun basically to listen to him. Yeah. Because they're getting paid, have to, have to have an ear for him. But then if he doesn't like what they're saying, and in this case, the therapist has freedom to say anything he wants to say, mm -hmm. it's really kind of interesting. Like, how many times has the therapist pissed him off? How many times has he, like, thrown shit or gotten upset because the therapist made him actually think about something he didn't want to or have to actually work on himself? Yeah. And how does he handle that? That's that's kind of curious to me. I think he probably breaks shit. I think he probably swears. He probably calls someone up, probably calls Ralph when he whatever he wakes up out of his coke stupor and um, says, what do the fucking psychiatrists know? You know, he basically just does does what he does with anybody he doesn't agree with. Make him like, oh, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything until the day where you decide, oh, I got to go see him. And then he does know something. It's like whatever's convenient for him is the truth. And. Uh, I was talking about this with Deborah ages ago and how she she had a similar experience where he explained, uh, oh, I went in, I tried to make my piss off my psychiatrist. And she said, I got angry at my psychiatrist one time and, you know, because she's she chuckled at something I said. And then she decided, what do you, you think that's funny? You don't think that's what and she did, like almost a De Niro thing. And she explained that at the end of my ranting, I knew 100 percent that the psychiatrist didn't give a fuck and wasn't affected in the slightest because they are trained to deal with mm -hmm. people's, you know, King babyisms and whatever thing that they're projecting on the psychiatrist is something they want to talk to the person in question in their life who has made them be this way. So for Howard, his mother. And so you're right. It is a substitute, but it's not something that is effective because his mother's still there. Anything he says to his mother doesn't change. She doesn't change and yeah. at this age. She's certainly not going to, and he's not going to change. So that's why I think eventually at some point the money factor is going to go into it. He's going to go, I'm no different anymore. So what's the fucking point? I think he's worried about spiraling into like a Howard Hughesdom for real, which he's we say it. he's already in. But yeah. I think he knows if left to his own devices, like mentally, he will collapse and it will come out really badly and there might have to be an intervention or there might have to be people like Buckwald or Ralph <laughs> He's still alive. step in and go, 
something <laughs> or the P or the executives like Jennifer Witz at yeah. Sirius who are like, what you're saying, we can't have you say. And, you know, if they start editing down his shows or talking to him in a way that's, you know, going to affect his marbles. And I mean, money marbles, not mm-hmm. like head marbles. Yeah. Then that would be something where he might have to go back to his psychiatrist or therapist but if he cuts ties with him he might not be able to get back with him like if he burns that bridge it might be gone forever oh yeah and so maybe he's worried about that because he's the one guy that he doesn't want to have to start up new with somebody that's like you know robin never gonna happen with him it's (laughs) it's all or nothing with this guy just like robin yeah yeah it's all or nothing because you're never going to make up all those years and all that time spent with somebody developing a relationship so yeah. Uh, well, let's continue with the the last. This is even this is just the first clip, guys. But again, when it's therapy stuff, it's fascinating. That's why we <laughs> kind of like to play with uh, play with it a bit. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's awesome. I guess that means you know you're not going to do anything about those two issues. Right. Let's talk about something you can do something about. <laughs> yeah, like stop, stop with the horseshit. Let's get to it. She knows him so well. Oh yeah. She knows sure. how he works. She knows how he derails and she kind of gets to the heart of it there, which is a really good clip here. I'm not sure who clipped these, but I'm liking it already. That's me. (laughs) Is this you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good job. I can only know that these days by the titles, but, um, because my memory's starting to go, my memory's starting to go to the point where I'm going, Hey, you know what? Uh, (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I was number one in every market. (laughs) Um, the, the what was just recently uh, Sam said by then we'll have recorded this so guys it's 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 in the pipes or if we haven't already released it but we're going to go through the Tracy Millman versus Gary thing and there's a video of it and at, at the the good point the thing, great thing about that video was half of it is her talking to Gary about his own just incompetence in studio to his face and not afraid of him in the slightest or Howard. And the other half is him bullshitting the staff, telling them, I don't know what I'm going to do in eight months. I have no idea. I have no deals. And knowing full well and keeping them on a fucking dangling on a fucking string. And it's it's evil. It's pure evil and knowing what we know now. At the time, though, I also did know he was full of shit. I, I remember seeing that and going... He knows. And Robin called him out on him. She's just the way she did just now. She goes, you fucking know. Because <laughs> she's been with him mm-hmm. all these years. And she knows the fucking thing. She was just fed up with hearing it and, and listening to bullshit. And she is going to get to a point eventually if she stays on the show. And C.A. Thompson, this one goes out to you because you posted a good, pick, uh, good question on Facebook as to whether or not she stays in the new year. I think she stays until she drops. Raven's the same way, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Because what else is she going to do? Just get bigger and fatter and eat herself into oblivion, which she may be doing anyway. She already has 16 hours a day to watch TV. Uh huh. She, she's homebound. He's got her on lockdown. She can't go anywhere. And if he finds out, I mean, he's, she knows she's going to hear it from him. Mm hmm. So all she can do, I mean, she's not researching news. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she has done that for decades now anyway. Yeah. And she basically has, you know, I, I called it riding off into the sunset with him and she will die doing the show on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. Now she might be fine. She might not 
need to pre-record shows for doctor appointments, which I conjecture as a possibility. But who knows? It's all um, up to them. I think, In the meantime, though, yeah, yeah, she's not adding much except when she challenges him. And these are right. the moments that are few and far between. They're yeah. fantastic. Love them. Or during interviews when she decides to, like in the Friends interview, when um, I. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. When, when she, the sirens flew by. <laughs> Christ <laughs> almighty. The laughing we did. So, okay. The next clip is called, and I made this one optional and we're going to play it because it's not really, we can, we can get away with this one. 79 says anti-vaxxers are also pro-choice in case you didn't know that guys listen to, listen to the authority. Mm-hmm. Politics. Uh, great. Yeah. By the way, this was kind of funny. My, you know, when people want to attack me, there's no real way to get to me because I don't read social media. <laughs> but she's got her Instagram account and she's very active. You listen to podcasts? After mm-hmm. yesterday's show, uh, some negativity managed to get to me through Beth's Instagram account. So, guys, you know, you know what to do. You know what to do. And people are already sending us screen caps from our Instagram, which is the greatest gift from God you could imagine. Yes. And recently she so she posted a picture of the ki- the cat's spackle on the like. Oh, God. It was one of the most revolting pictures you've ever seen. It, you, you expect to see that at Wendy, the Wendy, the conqueror, the slow adults. Uh, um you know, house or, you know, her house on wheels. And it it was revolting. Please. It reminded me of the Tim Sabian shit gate. Yes. And there was a great post that somebody referenced that. And so I forget who it was, but who you are, you're, you're a gem. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cat either got spooked, spooked in the box and there's no (laughs) lid on the box. So it's not, you know, (laughs) It was like a firework coming out of the cat's ass that it just shot it everywhere or it kicked it out when it was cleaning. Maybe it's sick. Who knows? She gets all kinds of weird cat issues uh, with the the new ones that come to her house and anything's possible. But like, Sam, I'm so sorry for the scat talk, but it was it was important because that that was Beefus telling us like. My life isn't glamorous, so feel bad for me because I have my a clean cat poop. My life is shitty. Your life isn't glamorous. Yeah, okay. You think my life is glamorous? No, sorry. Raised two kids, changed a ton of diapers. I've got a bunch of cats, clean their poop, clean their hairballs. I've seen it all. Like, right. nothing really surprises me anymore. And what she posted was just a look at me, like a attention getter kind of thing and it was it was unnecessary (laughs) god if you're just if you're doing that work and you want you want recognition just do the work don't show us every little awful thing remember like pebble wiped your butt on a carpet and there was like a shit stain on the carpet we had it was yeah six months ago or something that was Mm -hmm. awful too but every chance she gets she she's just showing us like all the terrible stuff, but then like we have to look at her ass, her colonoscopy, thigh gap, oh. Photoshop, her, um, <laughs> you name it. There's just a million things. While she's hawking these cheap ass lame uh, tote bags, t-shirts oh, yeah. that are you can see the tote bag, the the t-shirt. It's just they're the best things, and they hawk that shit. And it's like he always said, I never sell t-shirts. I'd never Chachkeys. sell coffee mugs. And what's he doing? 
he's selling all this shit that he said he never would sell. Of course, because it's him. Different rules apply when it comes to him. Um, Now, this is the (laughs) I'm thinking the Dead Kennedys second album, I think uh, here today, Guano tomorrow. They shoot a guinea pig and they photographed it on. That was their cover art, the back cover art or the insert. I mean, it looked kind of like that, (laughs) this picture. And I I remember thinking to myself, there is the in that in that previous picture that you mentioned, the skid, there is also like remnants of wet food that shouldn't be anywhere near there if you're cleaning properly. Or if you have the hired help, but I'm sure the hired help is not responsible for the fucking cats. That's not in their job description. Oh, I don't know. I I might disagree with you on that one. I think uh, Consuela <laughs> and the rest oh. of the crew there might be taking pictures and videos and doing a lot of the cleaning. And was, she gets all the credit for it. Maybe. So. I don't know. I don't maybe know. maybe Consuela's the one who's taking out the cat eyes out of out of anger. Um, but yeah. if that's the case, but I hope I hope Jesus. I, I, anyway, there have been a few Instagram photos, and one of them with beef beef is with the clavicle hanging out like a TV dinner tray again, and it is really really like she's seeing that as I look great. We are looking at that like somebody get this fucking girl, get the Ipecac away from her because this is really disturbing. But uh, strangely enough, with that, most people don't have any sympathy. No, she she signed her contract in life with the devil, as in Howard and Buckwald. And she's doomed. Same as Robin. Like, it's hard to feel sorry for these people who have lived these luxurious lives that, you know, have traveled, have done whatever red carpets, have had yachting. books. And that goes for Robin and Beef, yachting, I mean, going to Dubai. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel sorry for these people. You chose your life. You had oh, yeah. all kinds of control in what you picked to do, just like I have and you have. And mm-hmm. we accept what we have and we embrace it. But those people just seem to find a way to make it all about themselves and look how terrible my life is or how awful I have it. But, like, you should be celebrating what you've got Mm -hmm. and using it for good, not evil. And it just feels so evil when I see things like Beefus Instagram posts all about her. It's terrible. It's supposed to be all about him. Yeah. That's why he had to take over her Instagram. Yeah. And I think completely. even like Beth's fan page, uh, uh, Beth, Dame, man, <laughs> Dame Beth, man, yeah. Pokes at, pokes at this, at this a lot that, you know, it's all, um, it's beef's Instagram, but like Howard has to come on and read those stupid card questions, but he never shows himself. It's always her. And then she's like, what's your favorite snack? Gummy bears. Well, but you don't eat them anymore. No. No. And it's like, <laughs> oh, or do you? Yeah. And well, she gives other- that sly smile like, I'm oh, not telling. But we, we know she's got them hidden in like the ceiling boards and the oh, yeah. air conditioner, Dexter style or whatever it time. is. It's just. Yeah. Oh, so she's got that inner, she, I know we're going way behind, but listen, it's fine. It happens. This is just padding. Um, the uh, Gary Puppet posted a, mo, not a, what do you call it? A collage, I guess, of, of uh, like, yes. I don't know, must must be 50 
Instagram pictures over the 80. years that he's collected. 80. It was 80. Okay, my bad. And every one of them are these weird angled, like from up, from above, from below, but mostly from above, from the wig. Like if, you, if you're if you the eagle headed down to the owl's nest to get the hatchling, that's what the picture looks like. You're looking at the nest. Oh, they're aerial views. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're just weird angles. They're very, you know, uh, they're just to make him look as if he has a good side, but every way you approach him, your camera breaks. <laughs> the funny thing is they're all like partial pictures of this yes. wig and some are gray. Some have a little gray, some are jet black. Some are like frizzy. Some have like <laughs> twirly curls in them. It's like every, you would think it's 10 different people looking at these pictures. Just imagine, like I said, if he walked around life, he walked around restaurants and went to Nobu and there was always a microphone in front of him covering his face. That's the, that's the kind of, like we had a guy that his only job was to keep a microphone in front of him or a monitor, like just to cover him from different things. Anyway, I'm going to start doing, going through a theme of those on the Photoshop's. Yeah. I think if I were to buy him a mask for Christmas, I'd get him one that had like a monitor and then a microphone <laughs> and it would just be like hair sticking out of it. There'd be no sign of his face at all. That would be the mask I'd buy him. That'd be the best Halloween costume of all time. <laughs> you can be Howard Stern for Halloween, guys. You're only going to get almonds at the door, though. <laughs> <laughs> and Poland spring bottles of water. Okay, so here we go. Here's what somebody wrote. Somebody named Barbie Cal. Barbie Cal. I think that's like a girl who's Barbie, but California. Um, okay. This was under the picture of Beth's magnificent ass that I was promoting on her Instagram account, telling people to take a look at that. And then she wrote, tell Howard to mind his business. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna let that one play through, guys. Well, okay, like, like, what does that mean? Get off the air? <laughs> mind his business. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the radio. If I start minding my business, I, I won't have a job. Tell Howard to mind his business about the vaccine. It's my body to choose what poison to put in it, and that vaccine is poison. Okay, I'm gonna let that one go. Of course, I'll make the very profound statement. I guarantee you, this person. Uh, um, wants to tell women what to do for abortion. Most of these people who are anti-vax, don't want you telling them what to do with their bodies, but they want to tell women what to do with their bodies. I'm not even going to comment on the stupidity of that, and it's not wow. betraying what side I'm on. I'm vaxxed. If anybody wants to know, I don't give a fuck. And if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't, uh, if I was or wasn't anti-vaxxed, and my job required it, I'd have to do it or be unemployed. You know, there's loads of people who you can maintain your principles even if you're against it, and still, you know, whatever. We're not going to. It's it shouldn't be a political thing. That's your choice. You do what you like, guys. Whatever strikes your fancy. We're not judging you either way. Uh, but to to <laughs> How do you attribute pro-choice to being anti-vax? <laughs> <laughs> Did you vax those feet? Seventy-nine logic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's our seventy-nine guy. He yeah. um he makes these sweeping generalizations that only mm -hmm. like he knows, and he's like, if I minded my business, I wouldn't have a show. But he does mind his own business because he doesn't give us current stuff. He barely gave us anything on Astroworld. He gave us like a minute and then he switched over to some other subject that was sideways related. Mm -hmm. And yes, the vaccination thing is a big topic, but it's not for a comedy show.
No, it's just not. It's too polarizing for your listeners. Yeah. And there's so many, there's just, uh, the abortion thing is what is fun about abortion? Can, can someone tell me? I didn't think so. So my thing is this, it's, it's just him doing a show for himself. Mm -hmm. It's him with his totally conservative views that are conservative to Howard, not even society because he is gun freak, right? Mm -hmm. He has a concealed to carry. He can't drive himself, but he'll carry a gun and have guys with guns protecting him. Mm -hmm. He likes abortion because he hates children (laughs) and he doesn't want the population to grow. Right. He's not (laughs) pro-choice. Congrats, grandfather Wiggy, on your new grandchild. I hope you enjoy him or her, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But like his his political thoughts are just like – they go right to the drain. It, yeah. No one, no one gives two cents about those. Nobody gives a crap. No. And it's he just sounds even dumber when he says stuff like this. That's it's right. It's awful. Ugh. Yeah. And that was the only. So that's pretty much the only vac stuff we'll have on this show, kind of thing, guys. Anything to betray his IQ is 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 you know worth it. And when I say when you talk about the Astroworld thing and how he he literally gave us dick, I'm not even that isn't even hyperbole. I'm saying he gave us dick, and that was it. Um, number three. All right, re- rest in peace, Willard Scott and his toupee. Plus Burt Reynolds talk. Plus Robin is still wrong. Dot com. I just liked when he <laughs> took toupee. I thought that was cool. Too many people take that toupee seriously. Like, like Burt Reynolds was such an intimidating guy and an ang- and, and certainly a guy who should have been in anger management. I think he'd punched out a bunch of people, but uh, no, as far as I know, he didn't. He was ornery. I, I'm not. I'm pretty sure he did not uh, because it would have been like Johnny Depp has been in trouble for that. Alec Baldwin certainly has been in trouble attacking paparazzi and stuff. Burt Reynolds was very prickly, though. Absolutely. And when you would interview him, if you asked him the wrong question, yeah, he'd 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 scowl and shit. Uh, I don't believe, though, he ever got into any problems. We could look that up. Yeah. No, Burt might have been a bastard, but I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know of any stories of him punching anybody out. I think that for sure would have been in some of the clickbait I've clicked on about him because oh, yeah. I, I watched his movies. I was a very big fan of his back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I found mm-hmm. out he was kind of a dick. And I was like, well, all right. A lot of people in Hollywood are dicks. Right. So you just got to was... enjoy their art and take and, and leave the person behind Right. sometimes if you want to enjoy this stuff. And you know, like with Travis Scott, like, do you enjoy his music? But can you leave the politics aside mm-hmm. of what he's done? That's mm-hmm. a tough one. Alec yeah. Baldwin, another guy. Yep. Um, you have to address the yeah, shooting, this, but you got to stay away from his politics because obviously we're not a polit- political show. And yet there are people that believe if you reference something, you're making a political statement just by referencing it. And let's go back to the original thought here was rest in peace, Willard Scott. Yeah. So Willard Scott never really got his eulogy because it went right to <laughs> Burt Reynolds' backing. That's right. So Willard, we loved you. Thanks for the weather. Thanks for being you. You were yeah. fun. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Like when you met Burt Reynolds, you all you do is stare at his head because he had that fucking thing on his head. And <laughs> are you thinking of that Jerry Seinfeld picture of him looking at <laughs> Howard? I am. <laughs> if you ever said to him, "What's that on your head?" He would have punched you out.
So he well, basically because Burt Reynolds, he, you know, so desperate to stay young, his hair line kept getting uh, lower as he got older, which is the opposite thicker. of what hair does. It was a bad toupee. I will admit that's worse. It's at least as bad as it was at least as bad as William Shatner's rug. OK, well, look at who's talking about them. Well, two yeah. people wearing wigs. <laughs> you so if anyone's going to know, it's them. Right. Maybe uh, maybe VH1 should put worst wigs, uh, ugliest guys or some some new new show to sequel to uh, <laughs> Hot that, Chicks, Ugly Guys. <laughs> that gives me a thought for a show like in the future, a long, long time from yeah. now yeah. about guys who get hair plugs in oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone after like, of- yeah, shitloads. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he was balding with his real hair, he started to get a receding hairline. Then one day he showed up on The Tonight Show. He had this big, thick, lush <laughs> hair. <laughs> and then, you know what else I like? When Burt Reynolds realized he was too old to have black hair, he went, he, I think they buried him in a, in a salt and pepper toupee. Like he went, <laughs> he went gray. That must have been a big decision. You know what? If you want to get hired in the movie industry, you ha- kind of have to look a certain way. Unfortunately, Howard, you wouldn't know that because you're not in the industry or any for that matter. You're in our industry, shithead. So welcome. Um, and y- you have to if 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 getting a toupee or getting a hairpiece at the time or plugs and stuff is going to still allow you to play certain parts, you do it. You get the Botox if you're the woman. You get the tit job. You uh, get fat sucked out because you want to look a certain way. You don't want to have to play the grandmother or the mother. You want to play an aunt or a sister or something. Yep. Look who is flying too close to the sun. Wigorous. Yeah. And – And I will say this for Hollywood actresses, even in their 20s and 30s, even teens, like uh, Lisa Rinna's daughter, Mm -hmm. who is her mom is known for the big lips. Right. She did Melrose Place. She's Mm -hmm. done TV. Now she's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. Well, her daughter has been in some trouble. She apparently had like an overdose with quote fingers in the air. Um. Her lips are blown up. Ridiculous. She's like 20 years old. Yikes. And you can tell, like, she, when you look at pictures of her at 16, this was some of the stupid research I ended up doing today. (laughs) Yeah. When you look at her at 16 and now at 20, like, her whole face has been reformed. Mm -hmm. And Will Smith has done this. People in Hollywood do this all the time. Mm -hmm. and. I mean, this could be like a 10-part series if we were Easily. just to do plastic surgery. Oh, fuck yeah. But it's so commonplace. And so what Wiggy has done with his chin, with his Adam's apple, with his hair, mm-hmm. with his teeth, with his nose, with you lipo. name it. Yeah, um, he got lipo on his neck. Yeah, probably on his tits and his belly because, <laughs> his belly. you know, he hates those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck. He looked like Walter Hudson, supposedly. Um, but, yeah, it's it's... Anyway, for him to go after Burt Reynolds, I mean, fuck it. There's one guy. This guy was – this is the funny thing. Burt Reynolds from 1978, I think, until 82 or 1977 to 82, I think, five years. He was the number one box office star in the world for five years. Yeah. Like most – there are people that – like Brad Pitt's had been in some big films, but he's never had a run like that. Never. Yeah. No, and I want to shout out Burt Reynolds, rest in peace, yeah. for your Playgirl photo spread, because <laughs> that was unheard of back in the day. Yeah. And what you did, you set off a 
thousand million trillion women's libidos with that. So yeah, he he did he what was, he could. You know he yeah. He was the it guy for a lot he of He tried to the women. very end. So I give him I give him credit. Yeah, he was a stud. He was good looking to me as like a teenager, but then as I got older, I was like, uh, moving along. Yeah, of course. So yeah, but I still love Smokey and the Bandit and all his other stuff. So Oh great. They were great cannibal he went, run. He went he won in the end. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and uh, one of <laughs> I guess Ned, he, when he was going to do that, that was a funny story. He said he told Ned Beatty that he was going to do the you know the spread in Cosmo, and he goes, "So you're gonna?" Ned goes, "So you're gonna show them your tallywhacker?" <laughs> I love that word, yeah. tallywhacker, because when I think of the Porky scene where Beulah Ballbreakers in the principal's office and the coaches are all laughing the whole time. <laughs> she used right. that word, or the principal does anyway. Like, I think in his 70s, he went salt and pepper. And then uh, I'm pretty sure, like, because the last time I saw him, like, on The Tonight Show or one of those shows, he he had thick, luxurious, bushy salt and pepper hair. Yeah. And uh, and even in the movies, that, that's right. Because in that movie Stripper with uh, uh, Demi, Demi Moore. Moore, he had the salt and, you know, he was playing the senator or something. And he had the salt and pepper wig. <laughs> the stripper. <laughs> It's called striptease, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's always wrong. Yeah. How? Let's just shout out Burt Reynolds for Boogie Nights, one of my favorite movies. Oh, fuck. He was so good in that. He should have got an Oscar. I mean. He hated he played, the film. Uh, no, but he, uh, Jack Horner. Yeah. Jack Horner. He played Jack Horner, who was such a great character. <laughs> and tried till the very end and had all these young guys, young guys and girls around him. I mean, William H. Macy, just Roller Girl. Oh, my God. Heather Graham, you're beautiful. And and just so many things Did in that remember? movie. So, but anyway, mil- I'm getting there's, sidetracked. There's a million perfects in that film, but I'm going to give this because we are a pop culture podcast as well. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, there was that scene in, you know, the scene at the pool where Dirk goes, I'm ready. I'm ready, Jack. You know, he goes, I'm not in 20 minutes, yeah. babe. Right. And um, and he starts going on about how he's ready. And then at one point, uh, Bert goes, nevertheless, you'd look, you know, you don't look good. So when he says, use the word nevertheless, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson would laugh as hysterically and Bert started getting angry. Like, what, why are you breaking up? What did, what am I doing wrong? And he explained to him that there was a professor, uh, in his, uh, uh there's a teacher in his high school and, uh, he was doing an address, like a public address in front of a bunch of students. And, uh, I, I can't something like that. And he goes, uh, so furthermore, and then somebody in the crowd goes, and so-and-so is a cocksucker. And the, there was a pause and the teacher goes, nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> so he brought that memory of that occasion. I think that's the story. I'm, I apologize if I'm getting it wrong, but it was something of that nature, guys. I love I love that film. I could quote it endlessly. Um, OK, next clip is called, hey, enough rest in peace, Robert Downey Sr. Let's talk about eating shit. Although, oh, no. you know, anyone. But in high school, especially my senior year, had, you know, I had some friends, but they were loserish too. Except for my friend Dr. Lou, he wasn't a loser, but he lived in another town, so I couldn't get all to him. And my other friends were real losers, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no cool kids wanted to be friends with me. So I went over to the Uniondale Mini Cinema, bought my ticket, and they, they, okay, I'm going to let this one go. You know, it's midnight. 
it's pathetic, you know, and, and I'm, and I've smoked a bunch of weed and I'm sitting there and this movie comes on Greaser's Palace by Robert Downey Sr. And, uh, holy mackerel. It's this fucking weird looking dude who is Jesus. And he's got all these weird followers that look like they're in a carnival and they're all like following this Jesus guy. And he's, and I don't know what's going on. I'm so high. It's like one of those experiences where, <laughs> okay, just one sec. There's a little bit more. I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm seeing, but this is like, this is the great, I think this is either great or terrible. I don't know what it is, yeah, but I'm mesmerized. The film or the worst one. Yes. I did. Well, of course, because no one's telling him if it's a good film. And even back then, he had to be, he had everything shopped for him, bought for him, paid for him. He had to be right. cooked for him. He doesn't have a, uh, a sense of anything. So, and even now to this day, he has no way of editing his own show, doesn't know what's funny. So it wouldn't surprise me back then that he went in not knowing what he was watching because he's a confused little boy. Yes. Anything to get out of the house, anything to get influenced by another person, another idea, another movie or some music, something to give him personality. He had nothing going on. No, God, no. No, what was going on? I was so freaked out by it that I was like, I I don't even think I'm going back to the Uniondale mini cinema. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Nothing's wrong with that place. Well, everything was wrong with that place. First of all, (laughs) who goes to the movies at midnight? I'm in high school. I should be studying, shouldn't I? Yeah, the midnight movie hadn't even been invented yet. They were doing it. You're a fucking idiot. They've had midnight matinees since forever. Yeah. Uh, and it, my God, that was used to be my favorite time. Still is actually to go see a film. I remember a few years ago. Uh, no, not a few years ago. Now, I guess eight years ago when Blue Jasmine came out and I went to see it in um, in a theater and there were literally two other people there and me. It was like my own house. And I had a couple <laughs> guests <laughs> kick my feet up. Sorry, guys. Whoever was sitting in that seat after me and uh, loved it. It was it was the, the only way to watch a Woody Allen film. Number one with the. <laughs> with nobody in the theater because that's typically what would be the case these days and um like an art house that's it that's the old art house crowd five ten people in the theater you know smoky shitty whatever it was great fun fact one of my first jobs was working in a movie theater oh really so i was a cashier i did concession and then i was like the usher Who'd go yeah. up and down the aisles, check for people. I never interrupted people. My God, I was 16 at the yeah. time. What was I going to say to anybody? But mm. speaking of Art House, one of the first movies that I gave the most refunds to ever was The Cook, The Thief, His <laughs> Wife, <laughs> and Her Lover. <laughs> and it was about cannibalism. Oh, yeah. There was like graphic sex in that movie. Of, I mean, it, I... It. I couldn't even get through the movie myself. Like I would see all Robin Hood, I would see The President's Men, I would see yeah. all these other movies that, was, that we had going on at the time. But that yeah. one, no way. And yeah, that, yeah. And we had midnight movies all the time. And even at sixteen, they didn't care. Like my license ex- but they'd let me work for some reason. So I'd stay there at old two in the morning on a Friday yeah. and clean up and take home a bag of popcorn and you know, my family loved me for that, Christ. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we got free, free damaged candy. Damaged. <laughs> Did you drop you to make <laughs> sure that across they were damaged? the room and it's damaged. <laughs> What's that? Oh, did you ever, you ever accidentally, quote unquote, drop a bunch of candies to make sure you can take them home? <laughs> Chocolates. Once, twice, 
uh, countless times. And it wasn't just me. It was everybody. It was like, who wants what tonight? And we just throw it against the wall oh, yeah. and write well, it up on the damage slip. Well, that was that the cook that movie you mentioned was massively controversial at the time because it was I think it was rated NC. Well, if it wasn't X, it was NC seventeen. Yeah, and back then, you most places would not show those types of films, and um, I remember Helen Mirren's in it. I can't remember. I think uh, also the fella that's uh, in uh, the film Diva. I can't remember his name. He plays uh, Gordish. Anyway. Um, that's the way to watch those films. I remember watching uh, the Cronenberg Crash, his version of the H.G. Ballard book, and I saw people lined up like ants leaving the fucking movie theater when they start fucking wounds and stuff. <laughs> Unbelievable. And but that's not a that's not exactly a date film. Yeah, and, and and my parents didn't even care that I was at a midnight movie. Like I, my parents didn't give me a curfew. They're like, good, go get yourself fucking killed. What do we care? Well, you clearly you didn't care because you left anyway as well. So fuck you. You're, it's it's always their fault. You're the one that's there. Um, like he cared about his kids and yeah, what they did. Right. What daughters? Number five, the worst sympathy laugh in history. <laughs> Take your, me over. Your picture should be on a milk carton and nothing happened. I think there was a group of Scientologists at the Uniondale Mini Center. They looked at me and they go, well, maybe not him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Robin laugh. It was so painful. <laughs> that one was a work. That one was that one was so effort. That was not effortless. Oh, you, good no, job, Robin. You, do you remember go. what we we got it just in the Steve Martin Martin Short interview? All the painful fake laughs he was doing when she does it. Yeah, it's all it's on par with Bowie's speaking voice. That's how weak. Uh, it is. Uh, now she's getting older. Yeah. You'd expect her voice to get weaker with with age anyway, uh, and his too. But uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> let me play that one again. Hold on. <laughs> Take your, me over. Your pictures. Look at me and they go. Well, maybe not him. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm gonna have to make a drop of that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Robin. Okay. Oh. Now, Okay, one. Well, let's play this one. And uh, number six, I remember the lead guy. I don't know his name. Um, anyway, Robert Downey Sr. made this movie that just blew my mind. And I and the movie has always been with me, like it's never left my consciousness. I still remember it, and and I remember the lead guy. I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, number yeah. seven. Unless you're a friend of the court, don't expect any fucking condolences. But uh, Robert Downey Sr., man, that guy that guy had something going on. So rest in peace to him and condolences to Robert Downey Jr. Yes. because he's friends with us. <laughs> friends <laughs> of the court. Say, exactly. Number eight. Rest in peace, Jackie Mason. Wig thought, uh, thought about you constantly. I want to ask them about right. uh, Jackie Mason and what they thought of him, because I thought Jackie Mason, he died uh, while we were on vacation. He was 93. That's another one of those guys I thought was dead already. I didn't even know. He, now, he. <laughs> what a fucking rest in peace. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Just a heads up. This was right after um, the big summer break. So Wiggy was doing catching up on eulogies this day. So that's what we're getting. Right. It was and... uh, when he came back Tuesday. So this was Wednesday the next day. And he was doing a whole bunch of eulogies. I don't know if you uh, did Omar from The Wire, but he passed away and he was, you know, uh, bitching, uh, not bitching, but 
he was uh, doing a speech about him and whether or not he was gay in real life. And of course, it was gay. It had to go to the gay stuff. It couldn't go to his great body of work exactly. or his work on The Wire, which he claims to have watched. But we would need Jan Hine to come in and support that theory because he's the one with all the knowledge, not Wiggy. I'm not sure if I clipped it, but I will say that the Jackie Mason thing is even more galling because Jackie Mason was one of the few people that showed up for his Fox test pilots and, and actually, you know, appeared on the show. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, when he was probably struggling to get people to come on that fucking thing and got whoever he could, because Bobcat Goldthwait wouldn't even show up. He showed up via satellite and they started drawing on the, on the screen as if that's right. funny while he's talking. It was just really s- stupid. And what else is new? And Jackie Mason, I'm sure showed up in the 90s as well like he made an appearance in the show and he claimed in private parts he loved him when he was a kid like he had a he had fondness for Jackie Mason but I must go on to say that Jackie Mason was one of the most hated people in the business by his peers and probably by you know other people and even Steve Martin when the interview I don't think I covered it but he said he was um uh, he was uh he he could be problematic <laughs> so he was difficult to work uh. with yeah yeah so Okay, the funny thing about Jackie Mason that he, he he does this at least he remembered his name. That's the ultimate in fucking, you know, passive aggressive pussy bashing. Um Jackie Mason was on the Fox Pilots, one of them at least, and he was one of a few guests. Like Zappa went on, but I think it was Satellite, and so did Bobcat Goldthwait at the time. And they he you know, and then he showed up later on in maybe the mid nineties. He he made a couple appearance at least uh on the show. And Wig talked about how he loved him as a kid in private parts he wrote about him. He said, I love Jackie Mason as a kid. And to shit on him in this case, um it's really I, 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 now Jackie Mason was not loved in the business. I'll give him that I'll give Howard that. But right. I don't remember any kind of problem he had with him, if that makes any sense. Yep. No, I don't remember anything except that, like, he might have helped Jackie get into the Friars Club. Yeah, maybe. And there was a connection there that yeah. Wiggy never really got into the Friars Club. Right. Um, no, Jackie, Jackie was a friend of the show, friend of the court, and he always gave a good rant when he was on with Howard, no matter what it was, and Howard... We try to, you know, contain him in some kind of way, but he loved to hear him go off because that's what he did. He he just he loved to have people come in and say crazy stuff that he could use for sound bites or get attention with. And that's what he still does. One of the things that's pissed me off recently, I didn't hear it. You guys did. And then you posted it in the recent thread about he was shitting on David Brenner like he was died broke or something like that. And I was I remember thinking, fuck you, of all the people back in the day who used to support you and actively go to station manage program managers and station managers yeah. to say this guy's good. And David Brenner helped so many fucking comics, real comics, not like this hack shitheads like you, Wiggy. And to say that about him, fuck you. I love Brenner. That, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away from that. Robin even piled on to say that you know he knew how to spend money, and that they don't think he died with a penny to his name. But David Brenner was not given a proper eulogy. Let's just say, and he was shat on even more this week. Rest in peace, Dusty Hill, and pay attention, Robin and Fred. Because I was reading, and I was like, there's some bands like like Led Zeppelin was like, John Bonzo Bonham is dead. We're done. It's over. We're done. You know, and I was like at the time, go, the drummer died and you're going to be done. OK, I can understand if Robert Plant died or Jimmy Page, but but all right. 
I, I respect well, it. Apparently, Robert Plant wasn't going to get stuck with Jimmy Page by himself. Right. Well, I think that, like, Dusty, I, I just thought those guys. She's a fucking idiot uh, of the whole Zeppelin crew. Uh, John Bonham and Robert Plant were actually best friends. They grew up together. And right. they all decided we're not going to replace him. We're just the, the band's over and it's been 10, just about 10 years. And it's time to call it quits. That was the end of it. They just realized they weren't going to be able to replace him. Yeah, it's it's funny how Robin just comes up with these opinions out of nowhere right. and giggles a little at the end just to, you know reinforce what she thinks she knows but right like you all know like they, robin is wrong.com <laughs> <laughs> exactly it wasn't like ace freely and peter chris versus gene simmons and paul stanley i mean the zeppelin they all like john paul jones was a loner he kept to himself robert plant did his own thing jimmy page did his, did his own thing bonzo drank like a fish okay and he was a bit he was very abusive when he got um when he got drunk he was a fucking maniac and an asshole uh but there wasn't like some kind of everybody's against <laughs> She's almost making like everybody had to band against Jimmy Page because he was the wild one. Uh, he was a, he was a pedophile, he was a hepophile, and he was a heroin addict. But there wasn't there was nothing like that in Zeppelin. They didn't have to fucking put up with anything except for you know each other's foibles. Anyway, and I think he explained that mm -hmm. Robert Plant that basically when they did whatever um, on tour, they didn't see much of each other. Off stage, like it was really just in studio on tour. That's our job. Mm -hmm. and we go do our own things, and that which is actually seems more organic than anything. Um, let's continue. This would be a little more broken up, maybe. Yeah, because it was he was original, like he was there, yeah. very beginning. And there's only three guys in the whole band, right? This might seem a little cold. They held auditions at the funeral, uh, <laughs> they had no time to spare. Jack, uh, Benji joke. <laughs> the new bass player was right. found funeral. A lot of people don't know this. I have a new Fred ready waiting in the wings in case <laughs> anything happens to him. I've been trying. So. You just you, you just made sure, Wiggy, you just ensured that Fred is going to make another 20 fuck-ups before the end of the month on purpose. Well, he did a couple this week. I know that. Oh, yeah. Love it. Painting them for years. Hmm? <laughs> We won't miss a beat. No, you won't. <laughs> I mean, like Fred died, or you died, or I died. I think, like, like to think before we get back out of here. We yeah, take a take a break. Might need to Please, like regroup. A little break anyway. He wouldn't miss a fucking beat. She'd die. He'd be pissed off. He had to do something for. He'd have to send something for the funeral. Um, but he wouldn't miss anything. If Fred left, Fred died, nothing would change. Bowie died, nothing changes for him. He's the only one in his universe. It'd be almost a contest for who wins Robin's chair. <laughs> a win Robin's chair contest, perhaps. Yeah. yeah good. <laughs> maybe, Shuli, maybe you've got a chance now. Um, number mm -hmm. 10, RobinIsWrong.com GoFundMe is absolutely necessary now. Of either one of them, though. Yeah. I mean, Steve Martin is one of the greatest talk show hosts ever. I don't know how you could say no. <laughs> talk show guest. I mean, talk show guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to have to collect all this. Like I said, we're, we're going to have a special edition Robin is Wrong show. Go ahead. Rob L 77 that is for you and yeah. so will the special that we do it will be dedicated to you because you have always loved every time 
our former newswoman Robin gets <laughs> fucks up a story. <laughs> okay. I love you, man. I hope you're good. Okay, number eleven from a transition to a drink. Let me tell you a couple of things, and most importantly, and this is a weird story because uh, no, I'm not transitioning weird. tomorrow. Please. Um, now let me just <laughs> let me the, just say why something. Why don't you transition? <laughs> Tomorrow, don't you, it would as be Ronnie says, want to know what it's like? <laughs> Honestly, if, um, yeah, if it would get us more listeners, sure. Yeah, more subscriptions. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. I don't quite understand um, why he had had to throw that out there. You know, that, that when the first thing that comes to your mind is transitioning or whatever it is you're obsessed with at the moment... I can I guess I can I guess I can understand it, but he's had trans on the brain for God, thirty years now. So you guys, uh, uh, um, there's someone Tamara Francois. She's uh, on the YouTube channel. She I don't think she's in Facebook group, but she <laughs> recently said, "Okay, I waved the white flag." I was thinking for years still he wasn't gay, but you guys have provided a mountain of evidence, and I'm now red billing on this one. And I'm like I don't care. Like it's like I'm not saying I don't care. That sounds really harsh. I'm I'm easy either way, guys. And we really, again, we don't really give a shit except for the fact that. He gave so many people shit about this over the years, about whether their sexuality and whether they were this or that and making making it as if it was bad that you were gay. And he deserve. I don't understand why he deserves any mercy at this late stage in the game when he's not evolved in the slightest. Raven? No, not at all. He. OK, so Robin called him out on. Are you transitioning? Yeah. Why don't you just do it? You know you want to, that kind of thing. Yeah. And just just this week, we heard about a new show we found called Always Jane, <laughs> which is another trans show. And he brought on, back talking about I jazz, too. He did, and he shamed her for gaining 100 pounds and said yes. she just did it for the ratings because she was getting everything she wanted and things were going too smoothly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't watch sense. the show. I don't want to. I can only do so much research for this show, honestly. And I have to draw a line somewhere. So <laughs> you drew a line I at Kissing Booth one, two, and three. <laughs> no, I stopped at two. I didn't even go for three. Are you kidding me? Even he said three was bad. And I'm like, if he says three is bad, I am not going down that road. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm I I'm of the I'm of the uh, you know the the law of contrary wiggy opinion. If he hated something, I, it's probably good. <laughs> well, that could be, but I've been really just uh, diving deep into Astro World stuff, Alec yeah. Baldwin, and other current topics. You know, like I'm big into the MLB lockout right now. I know people aren't into baseball so i won't go into that but there's certain topics that interest me and some that don't so i do what i can here and well, trying to clip shows listen to live shows post oh, on thread you know there's one thing different stuff you told me you did the math and you explained do you have that do you have those figures handy when oh, you were going to say yeah give me can we take a yes. break or something you get at that yeah i'll get it hold on okay. i got it well, guys, believe it or not, I in the middle of this, I remembered something that Raven had 
sort of <laughs> sussed out weeks ago. And uh, believe it or not, uh, Wiggy's going. We're going to have some revelations here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wiggy's all excited. Right. So I got interested in all these shows that Howard and Robin watch on TV or a streaming service. And for me, it became kind of interesting because I got a list of nine and then I got like two or three more to add on. And I broke them down into seasons, minutes per episode, and then total hours per show. Mm-hmm. And then I got a total of all those nine shows. Okay. But let's start off with uh, Manifest, 35 hours. Titans, 31 hours. Dancing with the Stars, 469 hours. The Bachelor, 263 hours. Bachelorette, 197 hours. FBI, 64 hours. SEAL Team 6, or Sex, with David Borneas, who's the twink he likes, at 65 hours. Then if you add in YouTube tutorials, webcam voice, and porn, and then there's a new show called Always Jane, which is the trans show, Mm-hmm. Yellow Jackets. Uh, he mentioned Long Island Medium, but I'm not sure, so I'm not adding that one in. But just for the ones I got, like, out of, okay, let's say I named 11 shows. Okay. Nine of them came out. Do you want to guess how many hours of show watching that is? Uh, okay, well, I, I was just doing a rough Do count. Guess? Over, like, 1,500. Well, close to 1,500. It's... 1124 hours. Okay. But that doesn't include the Yellow Jackets, which is coming out, and then yeah. um, Long Island Medium, possibly, plus YouTube tutor- tutorials with painting, journaling, journaling, yeah. um, Adventure Denali, Olivia Jade, makeup yeah. tutorials. So I'm going to take the number that we have, and okay. that's ours. Right. Yeah. So we'll divide that by 24. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we get, now this is in days, our yeah. answer. Right. Full, full days with no break. Right. I'm going to round up and call it 47 days of TV watched. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I'll do you one better. Unbelievable. How do you have time to, how do you have time to walk to a high school and get, in trouble or I don't know, claim to paint. Like, okay. how do you have time when you're watching that much TV? Okay. Full disclosure. When I was 11 or 10 and you know, the, the height of the threes company and the a team and all these like sitcoms and stuff, I was easily good for six, seven, eight hours of TV, probably more a week when I was a kid. As I got older, obviously working, you have less time and I set the VCR to record stuff. You you know, you you have to make allowances. By the time I was in university, I stopped watching TV almost altogether. And it was just right. movie it was just movies for me. Eventually I almost stopped. Then I had to do the I started binging. When DVDs came out, we we just, we found um Six Feet Under on TV. A channel was showing an episode and we thought it was a movie. And we loved it so much we binged like eight hours of Six Feet Under the first season in one day. My wife and I were like heroin addicts with that stuff. Because, you know, the Sopranos <laughs> came out on DVD, all those HBO shows were doing that, and it was great. But 
I wanted to get that number from you. What was the Dancing the Stars number? Because I want to do another computation just on the fly. Dancing with the Stars was 469 hours. Okay, 469. That was the biggest he, one. Okay, and he does roughly four hours of show a day when he's, when he's on? On average, three and a half. I'm going to get. He a does good, admit I'll to be... fast forwarding through some of these shows, so I I got to give him some slack for fast forwarding because yeah, you're okay. not interested in all the dancers. I'll just say he does four hours of show. Be generous uh, every time he's on. <laughs> just the all Dancing right. of the Stars is 117 shows of his own. Of his oh own. my god, <laughs> that's more than a year. <laughs> he spent it's well, just, just that one show. So. I'm surprised this man doesn't have bed sores from watching as much TV as he does. It is insane. It's mind blowing. You think he's got all those pine pine cone smelling things hanging from the ceiling like the sloth victim in seven. And uh, Beth is just, you know, to cover up the smell of the bed sores. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. His liver thinks he's dead because he doesn't move around at all. All he yeah. does is lift an arm on the remote control to fast forward through shit. Yep. It's, it, I don't know. And he's like, I'm so busy. I'm always working on the show. Blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Really? We're supposed to we believe have, that? And you're telling yeah. us about. Oh, and don't forget about the eight-hour Beatles documentary he watched this week. Oh, God. But he only got through. Two shows, which is two hours and like a third. Mm-hmm. So two hours and 30 minutes, and he's supposed to get back to it. Blobbin finished like her five hours in like a day. Uh-huh. So that goes to show you what she's up to. And she watches some really far out stuff. And I know she watched Squid Games, and he wouldn't comment on that. And I think she was really pissed, but oh well, <laughs> ching chong, ching chong. I think I've just, I think I've just come up with the perfect Photoshop. Um, maybe you know, instead of get back, we'll call it get lost or get fucked or something. You know, like and just put Wiggy's picture on there because I put a rant on about on my Facebook page about how I'm so not interested in watching it. And I know I love the Beatles, but I have no interested in in finding out how they came up with what they did. I just like the end product. Um, but that being said, guys, he did say back in the day, I've got audio of it and I've played it before, I think, early on in the inception of the show that he would tell Allison, I'm working. But he said that was all bullshit. I was just watching TV. Right. <laughs> I told yeah. her I convinced her I was working because I had to study this for the show, which he's not entirely lying. He was a pop culture show back then. They would talk about regular new movies. Um, and when they went to see him, what they think of them. And a lot of people would on the weekend say, what, what films did he see? What did he think of this one? New film came out. Yeah, no, I agree. Part of his job is researching pop culture. And I wish he was doing the pop culture that we're watching, not what he's watching. Right. Because then it would be so much more fun to be able to hear his kooky opinions or his, Right wing or left wing or whatever the frick he is yeah. on stuff. But he's so like laser focused on trans, on um Bachelor, Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars, Scat. Anything on TLC, like the Thousand Pound Sisters. I didn't even get into that. Uh my six hundred pound life. Yep. So just add another thousand hours onto what I gave you. And it's <laughs> it's like a hundred days of TV watching that he does in a year. I just don't know. I'm I'm befuddled 
And I think everybody else is too. It's just crazy that he claims to be the hardest working man and all this it, shit and spending just, time with beef and yep. giving her bang a clock and all this bang stuff. But he's not. No. He's not exercising. He's not with beef. No. He is just in a room watching TV. Yeah. Show after he, show he after is? show. You got that? You know that image I'm thinking in my mind of Leo DiCaprio as Howard Hughes, naked and with that beard on, watching TV or watching a projection screen, uh, in his own in his in his cubicle of death, wherever the fuck he was living at the time at the whatever I can't remember what it was the landmark, whichever hotel it was he owned. He owned shitloads of hotels, but uh, in Vegas. But um, when when you said early on that without the psychiatrist he gets worse into whatever it is that he suffers from. Um, I don't know what mm-hmm. that'll be, but I'm most it's it's got to be very much like that. So when we say Howard Hughes, I think that's the most perfect analogy possible at this point in time or any. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So the next one is called Wiggy Pissed. He had to stay after school. So yes. normally we don't do a show on Thursday, but. This is weird how it came about. Tomorrow we're doing a special show and I still can't believe I'm doing it. I know. So, you usually will not change the time of this show. Right. Right. Except for Madonna, asshole, and the Artie Roast, which they filmed at night. Um, I Next one's mm-hmm. called I Never Knew the Black, <laughs> the Black Album Came Out in 1971. So it was like at the beginning <laughs> of the vacation. And here I was looking at, for the first time ever, summer being off, you know, like, oh, my God. And um, they called me up. And by they, I mean people in charge of our show, people who run our show. Okay, I thought you ran your show, asshole. Uh-huh. And uh, the list is many because it's such a huge show. And they said, hey, we need your, um, we need your uh, guidance here. Uh, Metallica and Miley Cyrus are teaming up because it's the 50th anniversary of the Black Album, which is one of my favorite <laughs> albums in the world, Metallica. Uh. I can tell you the year, the month, the producer, the engineer, all the musicians on my favorite albums. <laughs> I'm I'm a music dork. I get it. Oh, this but guy. At the, at the very yeah. least, you'd remember what fucking year it came out in. 50. 50 years? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Fine. Uh, 79. That's, that's our 79. Absolutely. Number 14. Is there money in the budget for a notes tutor? It's 50th anniversary. And um, amazing. amazing. I, I don't I even I'm not even sure that's accurate. Like, I don't I'd could have to check. It. I don't know. How could that be the 50th? Anniversary? I mean, how does that work? Does that, that album come out? Are you guys sure it's the 50th anniversary of the Black Album? They're probably all asleep. It's anyway. the 30th anniversary, Howard. Can I speak to Mrs. Rogers? <laughs> Okay, um, let me see here. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, meditation is indeed wig speak for kindy nap time for King Baby. Hey, in honor of the uh, thing, will you guys do a cover of our thing? And Miley Cyrus was involved. So they called me up at the beginning of vacation and said, hey, Miley Cyrus and Metallica want to get together. And maybe even Elton John might join you for a few Ooh. minutes. Wow. And I'm sitting there and it's like I've got an endless summer ahead of me. I've never had that much time off. And they go, yeah. And, and they can do it at 1215. Which, by the way, is like I have a personal biorhythm at this point. What happened? <laughs> it's like RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> let's call it let's call it a death clock. 
Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be a death rattle, hopefully. Oh, my Lord. Oh, it's my God. It's like narcolepsy. I fall asleep at 12. Here's, what, here's my day. It <laughs> doesn't matter what the day is. I wake up super early, even if I'm off. The whole summer we were off, I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get up. I eat breakfast. I do my thing, whatever that is. Maybe I paint or do a little work or whatever. <laughs> whatever that is. Watch TV. <laughs> no one is watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting a lazy boy. No stools in the in the, in the theater room though. And uh, and then so for years he would say I got to go to my office and meditate. We've always known that's nap time. That like don't. Right. It's so pretentious. It's so oh look what I'm doing now. I'm meditating. That makes me a higher. I'm on a higher plane. You're in the fucking office. <laughs> Whatever, and then there's like wet wipe tutors around you. Unbelievable! Holy shit! Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Let's finish. Oh, yeah. And then I, uh, I'd go for a walk with my wife. Then I'd eat lunch, and then I fall asleep. <sighs> I mean, I meditate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, see, he it's made like a joke. A of truth it. and a lie. Yeah. It's a truth and a lie. He doesn't go for a walk, but he does sleep. Yes. There's no way this man is walking as much as he says he is. He claims that they have side-by-side treadmills. Yep. So when the weather's too cold or too rainy or snowy, they go on the treadmills. I'm not buying it. No. Not one bit. No, I don't think she's exercising. I don't think he's exercising. It's all just starvation. Uh, number 16, star fucking Trump's nap time. And it happens like clockwork. I eat lunch like... 11 o'clock, and then I'm unconscious. <laughs> so when these guys called me and said, let's do, oh, the show's at noon. Oh, fuck. You said 12.15, they'll be on. Well, it says our show starts at noon tomorrow. Those are both Special true, show. Howard. The show, the show starts at noon, and then they'll be on at 12.15. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I have a fucking coffee in the afternoon, shithead. Well, the show starts at noon, so I got to be here at noon. And I am in a panic because I'm not going to get my nap in. <laughs> and I don't even know. Oh, God. I'm not turning down Metallica, Miley Cyrus, and Elton John. Okay, hold on. He, I don't remember if he's had Elton John. I think he had had Elton John a long time ago before, or at least as a phoner. But he's definitely had Miley yeah. on a, a, a bunch of times, and he's had Metallica on mm -hmm. a bunch of times. So it's not like he couldn't yeah. have said no. This was forced No, on. he was pushed into this. Yeah, by Sirius, by Jennifer yep. Witz. Yep. And it was like, okay, you want the summer off? Fine. But you're going to do a 12-15 show with Metallica, Miley, and Elton. And you're going to do a 2 o'clock with Mick Jagger. Mm -hmm. You want them so bad, you get them. But it's on our terms, yep. motherfucker. So you deal. And God forbid Wiggy take a five-hour energy or have a coffee once in his life. Like, yeah. what is one coffee going to do to this asshole? Nothing. Seriously. Just deal. Put on your big boy pants and just do your job. Like, you're a fucking billionaire. You've been doing this for 40 fucking years. You can't adjust one little bit. You're such an asshole. I Everybody knows it. <laughs> Everybody thinks it. Even celebrities, not just us fans, ex-fans. People, you know, haters. It's so obvious. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Just, I want him. Uh, I want him so I get badly. Migraines thinking about this. I know. I want him so badly to be pissing kidney stones through a fucking hard on. Number sixteen. Sorry, number seventeen. Wah! I can't adjust my schedule for Miley. Wah! <laughs> She's off too. What does she give a shit? Well, my Mom. hardest thing is I can't do anything else before the show. 
you know, like yeah, I'm with I you. can't do things because I need to be ready for the show. <laughs> and so you mean awake? <laughs> what, what things were you going to do at 3 a.m., you fucking tub of shit? How sheltered are these fuckheads? Seriously, yeah. that they can't like just go with the flow. What do they do on the weekends? Are they seriously this tied to the schedule on the weekends? Well, they don't okay. ever have something come up where their family wants to talk to them or they have to go somewhere like, well, obviously not with COVID because we know they're on lockdown. But well, yeah, they're not. They're it not just doing blows anything. my mind. They're not doing anything like what's she going to do? Peruse the Internet again from her fucking settee or whatever, like on her phone or her tablet or whatever the fuck. She doesn't have to move an inch. She's probably got Captain Dennis and a pile of people in there holding that fucking that portable throne so they could carry her from one room to the other. Uh, I don't imagine <laughs> at this point. Honestly, I don't imagine she's she's any different than fucking Caligula being led through the street, throwing fucking half eaten apples at people. Go ahead. Just postpone your fucking nap. You earn enough money. Yeah. Like, look at the rest of us people going to work day in, day out, staying at home, working, raising kids, putting them through school. All the shit we do as regular people. But these guys, holy crap. God forbid they have to change one thing in their little fucking schedule to help us poor people out. It just. Oh, God. It's it's frustrating as shit. Yeah, let's let's go through the rest of this one. So if somebody yeah. put something in the middle of my afternoon, it's like, what do I do? Because I can't really do anything until fuck it off. Yeah, honestly, Robin, suck suck our fucking collective dick. Uh, number eighteen, I'm gonna fall asleep on the air, much like the listeners have already done by this point. I so hear you. Well, you could watch like you could watch some of your shows. I was thinking. Until the show starts. No, can I can't do that. See, no. that I can't do. I have to do the show first. <laughs> They're going to lock two of the two of us up in a loony bin. <laughs> you know what? You can watch shows on your phone on a cab in a cab ride in the back seat while you're heading somewhere. You can watch shows on your phone when you're taking a shit. You can you can do, you can message people when you're taking a shit. Go ahead. I'm like the queen of multitasking. I have yeah. three shows on my phone. I can watch at any given time. Pick them up. Drop them. Pick up another, go to TikTok, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, right. go to Twitter. Right. Boom. These two fucks, I got no time for them. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It sounds crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean it. I can't do anything. Me neither. But I'm going to do some stuff and just fall asleep on the air, which could be funny. Um, no, it well, certainly might be much funnier than this. Uh, number 19. What the fuck is Robin going on about? <laughs> we got to work <laughs> on, on that. Sunday. You know what I did on Sunday? You know, and Saturday and Sunday, I didn't speak <laughs> because I was like, no, really? I gotta get ready to do the show. Look at you. And I've been, you know, just not paying attention to anything. So this is her voice rested? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Oxygen no. tank and voice rested. Oh, yeah. You know, she's got to do a performance of Ave Maria. For the last two months of what day it was, what time it was. And I was like. And somebody said, oh, call me tomorrow. And it was Friday. Call me tomorrow. Anytime you're, you know, because I want to talk to you. And I was like, I can't speak on Saturday. 
I I have a date with my hot tea and lemon and and honey, and I will I will make it onto this show, and I will be fully rested. Please don't ask me to, uh, uh, please don't ask me to watch my show at a time outside of the realm of my normal schedule. I'm not. Uh, I need now. We need that Jackie <laughs> Jackie reading. <laughs> I need to keep my voice fresh for Monday, so I cannot talk to you. Saturday or Sunday or even Friday night for that matter and Thursday too so just call me Wednesday afternoon or else no talking <laughs> number 20 wiggy faggy sorry my mistake wiggy feigning ignorance about serious studio comeback I uh, just wanted to say great interview with the Martins man uh, it's always awesome hearing those guys I love, I love hearing their stories um, also I noticed that they were back in the studio so are you, is that your like? What's your plan for that? Are you going to start having guests back in the studio and and like? When's your plan to to make your way back there? The, okay, I'd like to say that this is a fake call, a real caller, but I'd never buy it anymore uh, because he can't deal with a real caller. So we're just going to go ahead and say this is fake, and he needed to address this. He felt the need to address it, and here we go, plugged into the back. I'm willing to say that the call the. The guests will be in studio, but Wiggy won't. Yep. Robin won't. Bowie won't. Fred won't. No. They're all redesigning their studios at home. And the guests might be in studio if they're in New York, because that's the only way they can keep their studio, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no end to my embarrassment, because like it was really weird. Like, like We won't go back to the studio. And then when Steve and Marty said they were going to do it, they go, we'd like to be in the studio. So we'll be there if you want to come in. Or, And I was like, no, you guys can be there. I'm going to be here. <laughs> so I look like a big wimp. But but the truth of the- yeah, it's disrespectful and you look like a pussy. Yes, absolutely. That goes without saying. But really, guests of that stature, you don't actually show up for. That's the, I, I'd, I'd hazard to say they're probably not coming back on the show after that. Yeah, they're glad to be done with it, and yeah. any future shows they have, they'll be on Zoom if they have to, if they're yeah. contractualized into it, but yeah. otherwise, yeah, they they made their best effort, and, you know, this is what they got. Yep. The matter is, and this is weird, I, I believe, if I'm right, the Sirius Studios, for the most part, are shut down, so I guess they opened it up for Steve and Martin Short, but... Well, I wondered, you oh, know, so about you're that still too. not able to get in there then. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't bring our staff in. There's a limited amount of people in uh, there. There's very few shows. I know Andy Cohn did a show from there. I think. Um, but he's right. not doing his show regularly from there. No, I don't think so. I hope I have because that right. Because I said, you know, we need a newsletter to find out what's going on in the world of Sirius. Well, here's the bottom line: nobody knows what to do. All right, so Andy showed up at the studio. He's back in service mm-hmm. at Sirius, as far as I know. I haven't kept up on him because I'm not a big fan of his. But let's just say he made it back to the studio. And he was there on a day when Bowie was there. And we talked about this before, that they took an Instagram photo and Bowie, Bowie posted it on his Instagram. So... Yeah, Andy is just going full steam ahead. He doesn't give a shit. He's got a kid. Doesn't give a shit. No. He's working. Yep, he's grooving. Kid, um, Schmid, it's, yo, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, and I'm, I eventually, I'm, 
I don't know what the over under is on the amount of time before Andy Cohen has some scandal that knocks him off his perch. Uh, but I imagine it's going to happen at some point because there's something dark about that guy and it has nothing to do with his sexuality. Yeah. Just um, another scumbag in the business. And I, I don't know more than that, guys. Um, but I, it's something it's just a feeling I get. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he brings in too much money to the Bravo franchise, mm-hmm. the Bravo channel. Mm-hmm. And he does the New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper. They're That's they're right. pretty close too. They've yep. done tours where they do like speaking word or comedy mm-hmm. or whatever it is they do yeah. on live shows. So I think Andy is under the same velvet rope that yep. Wiggy is where they're protected. Oh, I think so. We don't go too much into conspiracy stuff, but I really think there's more to it than yep. what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to get into it right now. Yeah, it's too deep and too muddy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number 21, last one for the day. I'm a family man. I'm very, very frightened by this. This Thursday show. God, I'm just got to make enough time for friends and family. I mean, I'm busy working every minute. Oh, no. Yes, you're neglecting uh, your loved ones. You have other yeah. responsibilities. You know, you're a family man. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm down here in the basement, mm-hmm. toiling. <laughs> it's no different than when he was with Allison. He doesn't see his kids any. He didn't see his kids anymore when he was with Allison in the same house with the kids. Seriously, you think we're believing this? Come on, man. <laughs> That's funny, Robin. You gotta do better. You gotta do better, please, woman. Help us out a little bit. Okay, you know the truth. Come on. Are we going to barrel through the ninth and see if we can get through it? Let's do what we can. Okay. I got a half hour. Okay. September 9th, King Veal's nap all jacked up. It's a celebration. The reason we're doing a special show, well, one of the reasons we're doing a special show is that I was on vacation, and at the beginning of uh, the summer, everyone said, why don't you do a special show on Thursday with Metallica and Miley Cyrus? And I was like, yeah, okay. No big deal. Glitch. <laughs> Everybody said. The fans were clamoring for it. Because <laughs> I was all euphoric. And, uh, and I think I lost my mind temporarily. But uh, here I am. You know, it's very difficult, Robin. You don't realize the sacrifice I'm making to do a show at the middle of the afternoon. This is exactly when I'm usually napping in my bed. And yeah, I uh, just didn't make it. You think you were sacrificing. I told you, I can't do anything before the show, and if I do something before the show... Oh, Fillmore, he was crazy back then when he agreed to this two months ago, <laughs> three months ago. Are you kidding me? He was out of his mind. <laughs> his mind like, blown. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I just want to go to summer vacation, and then, like, boom, he's got to do, like, an afternoon show. God forbid. That's right. Number two, six ass mentions amid narcissistic pride. Decided to present it as fart man. (laughs) And as anyone knows, if you know any narcissists in your life, you probably never met one as big as me, unless you know Donald Trump. And uh, then uh, I came down with my ass. So proud. Yeah. And my ass took over the camera. My ass took away all the attention from not only Metallica, but from anything it was my ass was bigger than the mtv awards of itself i mean people were beside <laughs> themselves and then i 
not only did I come down on wires with my ass. Okay, first off, guys, if just go ahead and look at it yourself. Oh, look at the. Boy. Don't bother with the private parts version. Go to the original one, and you will just hear. Look at you will hear crickets. I mean, people are going, oh, whatever. The kind of random kind of we don't know what's going on noise because I'm sure a lot of those people, a lot of the kids, didn't even know who the fuck he was anyway. I mean, ninety three. Say what you like. Oh no. Yeah, and Fartman. What the fuck? That's the first thing they'd be going on about. On TV, which had never been seen before, not because it was uh, uh, not because of uh, any kind of nudity laws, but because who would want to see that ass? <laughs> they wanted to see Dennis Franz's ass on NYPD Blue. Go ahead. <laughs> it's another example of him doing a bit for himself. Yes. Even back then. That's that's it. It's always for him. It's mm -hmm. all about him, Ed. That's right. Number three, Starfucker Wiggy with Afternoon Delights. We're here today, and the, and obviously, I, I guess they're in L.A. I, I'm assuming, but so uh, they're up I, in the morning in L.A. But we're here yeah. at noon. <laughs> I never do a show at noon. I did it one time, I think, for like Madonna. I thought it was the evening. I don't know yep. why he's saying yes. He's full of shit. The ones again, guys. Yeah. And uh, I, I after that, I swore Madonna was great and all that, and I always wanted to meet her and talk to her and interview her. But I was like, this is bullshit. I. I can't do a show at noon, but for Metallica, I would do it. You yeah, know what I mean? There have been guys... other people, big names, <laughs> who have asked. Okay. Go ahead. For Jennifer Witz, you'll do it for yeah. whatever fucking millions of dollars that you got last year on your new contract. Yeah, pretty oh. much. Number four, and I believe Raven clipped all of these. Uh, Wiggy and Ralph reminisce about an old date. First thing I always think of was when the band is mentioned is that time we saw them when they did the uh, with the orchestra at Madison Square Garden. That was like maybe the best show I've been to in my life. It was just so yeah. fucking different. Ralph Incredible. and uh, I was Ralph. A couple other people I won't mention them all, but <laughs> because they're no longer friends of the court, like maybe Cabby or uh, maybe, uh, well, we don't know exactly. But I mean, I looked it up. It was 99, sometime in 99, maybe July. And um, the, I think the infamous picture of the tunics, the two of them might have been from there. But right. I, I believe I believe it's later because I but I can't say for for, for certain. Well, please insert picture. Was KC around in 99? Yes, absolutely. All right, he might have been there too. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Richie Notar. But he was still been friends with Richie Notar because um, there's no, there's been no schism since 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 I can remember hearing anyway. Uh, but yeah, but Ross probably people maybe I don't know. But either way, uh, yeah. And in case he was a big metalhead, probably still is. So he'd definitely be down for that. Absolutely. And to see Metallica at the uh, <laughs> Madison Square Garden. And we got so charged up. We were right at the um, we were at the base of the stage, and they were fucking playing with a seventy piece orchestra. We got so jacked up that I we think were right I, on top of them. We were between them and the audience. I mean, we were right there. It was crazy. Yeah, and I don't think Robert remembers, but um, we were jamming with him on stage. Like we were, we were like headbutting, and he was almost okay. Hold on, guys. Almost like right on top of us, and then. Sad. I got so we I don't know how it happened, but we one of the dudes we were with, we pulled his pants off. <laughs> what? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. We took his pants off. His whole he was naked. Uh we got we got crazy. The, the Metallica okay. music makes, you know what? I gotta say, I bet you
Okay, guys, um, this is the first thing. And he said this before. This isn't the first time he mentions this. And he said it to Lars, I believe, in person, like uh, over like over the course of an interview. We took our pants off at Metallica. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and he was left with, like, those guys just ghosting him anything to get off the topic. Mm. It, those guys do not want to talk gay with him at all. No, but fuck he no. tries over and over. Every time. Richie got raved at the concert. He has a much different no. uh, memory of it. <laughs> we were so charged up, we all went gay. We, it, it, it was so masculine that uh, we went over. Is that what you could slip over into gay? You get so far over no. on the masculine scale, no. you slip over? No, in fact, uh, I remember. Uh, I'm telling you, man, this was that. This was the exact time of his mad tear, which was really, in my opinion, him with Ralph mm -hmm. and Cabby and whoever else, every whatever deviant sex they were going to go do by straight, gay, whatever you want to call it, threesomes, orgies, circle jerks, scat. I don't know, but I think it's during that time. And uh, that's why you could be freely about, about this and say it like it's a joke, but it wasn't a joke at all. No, I don't believe so. Uh, I met a woman that night and and uh, I, I was so, mm -hmm. you know, I was single at that concert. I was so yeah. jacked up that uh, I took her home and made love to her. Uh, <laughs> right. I met her that night. Just. Yeah. 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 I was. Yeah. I, I think he realized at the last moment there. Oh, I'm outing myself. So maybe I got to insert this non story. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's time to. um uh, pull back a bit, you know. Um, <laughs> pull out. Just, yeah. Oh, God. But he Number did mention Richie, and it was Richie Notar. Richie Notar, yeah. Number six, sorry, Miley, no Pelican dick stick for you. Well, and um, I, I really believe that if I, you know, as attractive as she may be, I think of her in a daughterly way. This is how much I've matured that, like, I wouldn't bang her. I, you know, yes, I'd bang her mother. But not her. <laughs> you bang her. I think you bang her father. Actually, yeah. Go ahead. Could this be a mini rescinding of some sort? When he used to say, like, how she would like, you know, portray herself on stage as putting her pussy out there and her tits and um, all kinds of like. She went through a crazy phase. She did. Where she was very skimpy. Yep. Skimp. She was dressed skimpy. Yeah. And, you know, it yeah. it was almost like a see-through outfit at some point. I'd say that the, the better rescinding is Lady Gaga because he gave he tore a yard off her ass before she showed up on the show. And he, she, he kissed her ass uh, and he talked about the and little monsters and yeah. he hit. Yeah. So that's a that's a better one. But uh, I'll look into the Miley Cyrus thing. Uh, number seven, gauze knows gauze. And with us right now is just Elton John to say hello. This is really quite star studded. Metallica, Miley Cyrus and Elton John. Elton, are you there? Oh, there he is. Look oh at you. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Hi, Miley. Hello, Elton. Hello, Elton. You. How you doing? Hey. Great. Elton, I'm no mind reader, but I think what you're saying to yourself right now, if I'm correct, is, God, Howard looks younger and more youthful and uh, more more wonderful than ever, I'm sure. Okay. Like, this uh, the miracle of gauze, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elton, talk to me about uh, Metallica for a second. You, you, um, for charity, you, you are putting out a new album too. Okay. Um, yep. Notice. Okay. Notice how he stutters 
through that after Elton says gauze knows gauze. Yes. It's almost like Wendy Williams going wig knows wig. Absolutely. Because they both had plastic surgery. They've both been through the the facial pullbacks and just oh my god, the nose jobs. Yeah, reconstructive surgery. You name it. it. And all that stuff requires gauze and Elton just puts (laughs) it out there. I love Elton because one, I know people will fight about him being not the sole songwriter of his songs. Okay. Yeah. Right. But he sings them, he plays them. I, I really admire him and my daughter and I have like this fascination with him because of this movie called Nomeo and Juliet, which is okay. like gnomes. It's a cartoon movie and he does the whole soundtrack. So it kind of brings the younger generation into knowing Elton John and his mm-hmm. music. And he uses yep. all the classic songs and he plays them. Yep. And it was a really beautiful movie based on Romeo and Juliet. So yeah. I I have nothing but love for Elton, but it's the way that he handles Wiggy because Wiggy asked him about like yeah. a phallic statue that Ed that, Sheeran gave him and we'll get into that. But go yep. ahead. Keep we're going to play we're going to play right now. Only have you for a few minutes. Uh, But I I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about what I read. Uh, Everyone is talking about it. Your friend Ed Sheeran uh, recently gave you a gift of a giant penis uh, statue. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) The the whole world wants to know, where is that and what's happening with the giant penis statue? (laughs) I'm actually sitting on it, Howard. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I asked. (laughs) You do that so well. Uh, That's why I'm in such a good mood. No. um... (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he plays right into Wiggy's hand, but he, he's smarter than Wiggy, and Wiggy knows it, so he doesn't really challenge him too much. No, he can't. Other than trying to get in a few jibes here and there, and it just goes nowhere. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Lars never sounded better. It was, you know, we had to show people that there was more, you know, to what we were doing, and it was the perfect time because we were at this reset and these crossroads, and it was time to... <laughs> And shed a little bit of that toughness that you're talking about. I think we were. Love that. (laughs) So good. Oh man. Okay, now that's like a direct podcast. I'm sorry, but that's like direct a podcast because that that tells me it's pre-recorded. So yeah. Hey guys on Patreon and podcast, how you doing? Yeah, NPD plus ADHD plus senility plus projection X by. A 79 IQ equals another shitty interview. I'm still learning. I'm teachable, <laughs> super teachable at 50. Where am I? I don't remember. 58. And are you, you know, 58? I think so. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You're 58. <laughs> Go figure it out. No, I ask about sobriety because I think Miley. And by the way, Miley, I want to compliment you. Your outfit at Lollapalooza. You had that Gucci outfit on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very, very. Okay. Let me let it play through. Attractive. Now, listen, I, I complimented myself beforehand. I, I, I look at you in a fatherly way. When oh, you put I on heard. These, yeah. When I, when I, I'm telling you, I mean, your mom, no. Your mom, I would do in a second if she'd have oh, me. <laughs> have you guys met Miley's mom? No. <laughs> no. You don't want yet. your mom with Metallica? Uh, no. No. I just <laughs> no. played Bottle Rock and I went yeah. on at the same time. Okay, well, like, Jesus Christ. All right, <laughs> whatever. Okay, I've got nothing to say to that. Um, number 11. Oh, yeah, uh, please, go uh, ahead. 
All I have to say is he noticed her Gucci outfit, <laughs> which is something he would have wanted, wanted to have worn if he were her. Like, that's his whole... His whole agenda is admiring young girls yeah, in whatever facet, whether trans or regular or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And he brings himself to this point where he's got to notice fashion. Mm-hmm. He has to notice sexuality. He has to notice like who he'd bang and who he wouldn't. No one's asking for that. Wait. But Miley's mother is notorious for inserting herself into situations with celebs and hobnobbing. So Mm -hmm. I will allow him that much. But for him to say, like, I wouldn't bang you, like, not necessary. No. Just (laughs) leave it alone. Why? Why even bring that up? Hey. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, great Gucci outfit. Hey, it's bang o'clock. Just so, just remind people that I'm not uh, El Fruto. Number 11, backhand to Wiggy's nap, then kissing his ass to make up for it. Put Damn. any pressure on you guys at all. I mean, come on. But uh, anyway, this and is thanks a- for letting us cut into your meditation time, Howard. <laughs> you don't know. You know, you guys are wise asses. You're all, you're all still relatively young. No, 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 young. no, no. Honestly, I know you need, you know, having a a structure is important. (laughs) I love that they fucking busted Mm -hmm. his balls for that. And I guess I am actually saying thank you. Uh, and I hope you get your time in that you need. And Howard, I I don't think we need to go more into that. Okay. Number 12 creature describes him perfectly. What has happened to me? I've become such a creature of habit that whenever we do something, I, listen, I wanted to come through for you guys. I didn't want to be Thank sort of uh, low energy. So, you know, whatever. Forget about me. Let's do this. Uh, celebrate this band. Let's celebrate Miley with the band and try it. And Miley, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, you're so zen, Wiggy. You're just so fucking perfectly zen. Way to pump her up. Exactly. Number 13, Bob Rocks, Marbles versus Wee's Nut. <laughs> Who produced the album I read somewhere? Uh, whatever he owned of the album. In other words, when you guys make an album, everybody owns a little chunk of the publishing or whatever. He sold his piece of the Black Album. And to me, that's surprising only in that if I own the piece of the Black Album, which I mean, ka-ching, uh, in terms of publishing... Um, uh, I would never do it because I would get a check every year. (laughs) He's motivated by artistic private parts. (laughs) Well, that was the one. Did you remember that article I read in one of the breakdowns where he, the, they, he wanted upfront money for the fart man movie and regardless of how it was going to perform. Yeah. And I'm like, he didn't even want a piece of it. That means he had zero faith that it would do well. And that's always been his M.O. Money first. Don't count on me to fucking deliver, which is such a self-defeating way to be. That means, uh, and in my opinion, that's not him. That's Buckwald knowing that he's got he's got a hack on his hands and he has to take the money and run because he can't guarantee Howard has the talent to pull anything off or work ethic. I should say that, too. Right. It's always money up front with him. And then it's, you know. He loves getting checks. Like he would brag about getting checks from private parts. <laughs> 97 AGG, cents or something. 79 Son cents. of the beach. Even if they were like, yeah, 11 cents, 79 yeah. cents. I love that. Right. Yeah. Or um, whatever amount. He cashed them. 
And he thought it was the greatest thing because it made him relevant. But yeah. it doesn't really. It's just it's just banking math. Yeah. It's not like you're worth anything other than, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, we owe this guy some bullshit money. Yeah. Let's just throw him a dollar every month and yeah. shut him up. Pretty much. Would just, you know, we'd basically pay my entire nut. So you, so to me, isn't that surprising to you? Did you talk to Bob about that? Why he sold his piece of the uh, album? Well, you know, I, you know, I talked a little, a, a little. They're clearly very uncomfortable talking about someone else's fucking financial. Who knows? I mean, Christ's sake. Right. Bob Rocks. I don't know how busy he is in his in his older age now. Like he's he's got to be in his sixties at this point. And producers, well, music isn't the business it used to be. So, and before he dies, maybe get rid of it because it isn't making so much money for him anymore. Maybe it's worth more to him to sell than to hold on to it. Stupid. Um, at any rate, number fourteen, Wiggy's gay gun stuns Metallica. You guys, <laughs> but, uh, did you hear that story? Remember, I don't know if you guys ever heard that. I went to your show and I only got laid that night, but I pulled my, two of us pulled our, our friend's pants off. It was like very, um, it was very erotic. It was some dude's <laughs> pants we took off and we, we got so charged up from your, from your uh, concert appearance that we literally started pulling our friend's pants off and I don't know. Okay. And let that one go. What that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really oh, weird. I was like, I was super heterosexual that night and super gay that night. I was both things. Do you know what your music does to people? It makes we're, me crazy. We're happy, we're happy to, to elicit any response. And that's great. I mean, that's Well, that's as Kirk awesome. says, that's when you know you're a professional musician. What a great PR uh, response. <laughs> we're glad to elicit any response from anybody. Basically saying, shut the fuck up. Don't give yeah. us this gay rap because our music is total hetero. Yeah. You're ruining us. Save like, this for. Shut up. <laughs> Save this for the Rob Halford interview. Uh, number 15, 79 stumbles over military time. You may forget. What time is it? I don't even know. Do you know? I got a clock here, but it's in. Two weird. One. Oh. I got a clock here, but it's it says fourteen forty one, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that shit. Oh, that's military time. That's two forty one in military time. <laughs> Go ahead. I almost think he's trolling us, but then a part of me says, no, he's not trolling us. He's really that stupid that he, he doesn't know. After all these weeks and months and years mm-hmm. now of. Of using a military clock, unless it's new when they just installed it for him. <laughs> and for some reason, they didn't know better than to put a real clock with, like, you know, 12-hour yeah. cycles in it for him. Right. When it's, you know, one uh, twelve p.m. and one twelve a.m., he always seems to fixate on the clock for some reason. Uh, let's continue with number 16, Wigwash Screws Up Schedule. Just because we're doing a show at noon, I got it all worked out. I'll... um. I'll get up, go for my walk, eat my breakfast, go for a walk, come back, eat lunch, take a little schnooze, you know. Schnooze? Schnooze. Guys, did you know there's there's an extra CH in there? Lunch like 1030, take a schnooze, and then interview Metallica. I got it all figured out. What time would not lunch normally be? He also used to do that with smear, and he made it schmear. Shamir. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven. 
So I figured I'd get in a half hour earlier. Zeppelin. Yeah. And then I fucked up my whole schedule. We went for the walk. It started pouring on us. We were soaking wet. I went on too long a walk. I love this. <laughs> I love <Shit>. this. <laughs> okay. And so you got mm. caught in the rain and it was hard to get back because it's just. Yeah, then I had a shower. you. <laughs> I washed my hair before the Metallica interview, and it's looking a little gelled and tight. <laughs> well, you're very curly today, yes. Exactly. <laughs> because of the rain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> it's tight. <laughs> it's a fucking God. SOS pad at best. <laughs> Christ almighty. Oh, which I never make the mistake of doing. Everything was off today because I... I wash my hair, and that's why it all looks super curly. I look like a, um, I don't know. Who was that little Drake. kid with frizzy hair? Nancy in the Nancy. Cartoons. Yeah, I look like the woman Nancy in, the, in that old cartoon. That's what. <laughs> more, more like a little orphan Annie. Number <laughs> number seventeen. Wig washer wanted. Wiggy without glam team. That's what I look like. <laughs> I'm sure. Do me a favor. When you chop up that Metallica interview, don't show me. Uh, I don't have hair. I don't have my glam team here. I don't have a glam team like Robin does. You you are your own glam team. I'm my own glam team. And it takes time. <laughs> and guys, by the way, I'm going to insert in here a video <laughs> uh, that, yeah, exactly, of what something that Cormano from um, Reddit put together which was a video montage of him over some hair discussion from someone else and it's one of the early days on zoom or whatever that were maybe late the april of 2020 let's say when his camera yes, got better or, or late maybe even later when they finally got dedicated cameras in their proper ones and it's his wigs pulled back so you can see all this dead like empty space on his scalp from the from the middle of his head to going forward and there's no there's just no uh, debating it so I want to thank Cormano for putting that together, and um, I'm going to appropriate some of that footage without the audio, just so you can see exactly how how obvious it is. Um, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, we've seen all phases of the wig so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even some that go like to the middle of the top of his head. And the wig just hangs off the back of it. Like, I don't even know how to describe that. Sam's so much better at metaphors. But it's like, it just, it's like, oh, if my wife. And there's threw a couple a, tendrils. Yeah. Well, it's almost like Beth threw it across the room at his head, and that's where it landed, and that'll do. Right. There'll be like three, or not even three, there'll be like one, maybe two tendrils pulled down to cover yeah. his forehead, but you can see like the whole top of his scalp. Yes. While Unbelievable. he's going on and on and on about whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was all off balance today. You know, everything has to be just right for me not to be gross. I have to have the hair at the right time. I have to sleep on my hair. It's a whole thing to put together this look of mine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, yeah. This messed him up so badly that he got rained on. He yeah. was not prepared. He had no umbrella. He had no hoodie. He nothing. had nothing. And it just fucked up his whole day. And I love this so much. That's why I clipped it. I thought it was great. 
that he couldn't prepare his wig properly for an interview and we had to hear about it. Like, don't even tell us. Just try to skate by for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. And and maybe we won't notice. Maybe we won't watch that stupid video that you put up of like five of the Metallica and Miley videos. Mm-hmm. But no, you talked about it. So we looked at it and I can probably send you a clip if you need or a screenshot. Sure. Screen cap would be great. <laughs> How bad it was that it was bad that day. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't his worst, but it was bad. Okay. It was it was worse back in the early Zoom days when he had nobody around. Oh God. Fuck you, number eighteen. Fuck you. I don't have any plans. You know. What are you doing this weekend? Anything? I I am so sick of people asking me, you got any plans for the weekend? <laughs> well, I know you have no Fuck plans. You. Just... I don't have any plans. <laughs> <laughs> Kick them. Kick them. Fuck them up. Yeah, exactly. That's That's awesome. awesome. When I say, what are you doing this weekend? I mean, which TV shows are you going to be watching? <laughs> you know what I mean. I didn't want to embarrass you by saying, what television will you be watching once we get off the air? So he just outed her and himself as being just these yeah. two lumps on a fucking Chesterfield watching whatever TV that they constantly watch. And, and and I'm not criticizing them for that, guys. During a pandemic, yes, loads of people are being more shut in than normal. I mean, that's that's not the issue. It's just be upfront about it. Don't talk about how you're preparing for a show. Go ahead. <laughs> how angry is she at him that she can't go anywhere? She can't go to Napa. She can't go to, well, God forbid, India yeah. or South America or get ayahuasca. Ayahuasca can't Peru, go. Yeah. She can't go do her wine testing. She can't go anywhere. No. And this is all because of him. Because yep. if he finds out, and he will, because mm-hmm. we know he watches his staff and what they're doing, Yep. then she's screwed. Like, he's going to blast her out on the radio and threaten her, basically. But like, do you think... Indirectly, passive-aggressively. Do you think he, if she goes, he, she gets it worse on the air? I think she gets it off air. I think that's when she really will get it from him. I think she's going to get both. Yeah. I think it's going to be terrible no matter what, and she knows it, and mm-hmm. she's not willing to risk it. And we don't yeah. know the state of her health. No, but we don't. I think her state of health might be the reason that they pre-record some of the shows. I really could do. Be. I it can't think of anything else unless doctor appointments for him. Yeah. And his cataracts, his dowager hump, his plastic surgery, or her, you know, well, with whatever she's got going on, his cholesterol. I yeah. mean, he seems to have more issues than her right now. So yes, I don't strangely. know what. To think. Well, yeah, well, we and we discussed it at a previous breakdown, but the other thing would be uh, people in L.A. who have to be recorded at a certain time. So that's going to get plugged into some day yeah. during a future week and then at a weird time. And hence why we're going to get that disconnect between clips. Robin's got quite the television itinerary because you live alone when you when you eat dinner. Do you have the TV on as well? I mean, the TV's constantly on, right? Not constantly. Sometimes it's not on, but. Generally, yeah, I eat my meals in front of the TV. Yeah, that's what I would do. If Beth was... (laughs) Okay, go ahead. That's also a projection by him. Yep. Of him eating by the TV. Like... Alone. I can picture him on a TV tray. Yep. With, you know, 
dancing with the stars going on and him fast forwarding and then like gobbling up a bunch of broccoli and salmon or whatever he's eating. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm being generous. Yeah. By broccoli and salmon, by the way. You just described a buffet in his house. Um, number 19, last one, Robin's new hobby, FG, which I didn't understand the, the acronym, but we'll play it. But I don't watch TV shows all the time. You know, I have another hobby and I'm watching oh, right. different things. I'm gonna, we should tell people your hobby. <laughs> you got to hear no, we this. we shouldn't. No? no. You don't want to? No, you, not today. Are you, okay, not today. That's a tease. Next week, I'm going to talk about Robin's hobby. I need to to work up to uh, re- revealing that. I'll only give you a hint. Robin is an FG. What? What the hell did you? Did they? They never went past this, did they? No, this is still a puzzle in my mind. I'm trying to mm-hmm. figure this one out. I have no idea, and I would love to hear in the comments section anybody who might know what fg could mean yeah i I if anybody has any ideas i mean and yes i know like feed grain i don't know uh uh food (laughs) food gnashing i don't know something um if you figure out what the acronym is by all means um feel glum i don't know You, you figure it out and let us know what your what your thoughts are in the comments section uh let's play it out an fg yeah oh all right that's your hobby Think about it. I got it. I figured it out. You got it. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what did I do now? Now I got it. Maybe you should eat dinner now. The Rifleman's on me TV right now. No, you know what? I'm really, this is very disappointing. Uh, foot grooming? I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I have no food, idea. Maybe food games? I don't know. <sighs> I, it blows my... <laughs> It's mind-blowing, Fillmore. It's weird. (laughs) I I can't tell you, like, how much time I spent trying to figure that one out, and it just didn't come to me. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Nothing was in the thread? No. Yeah. No. Guys, we welcome your thoughts, and uh, if this one goes a little too long and manages not to get cut by YouTube, we apologize for those who prefer them shorter. For those who like it longer, well, you got what you asked for. You got what you wanted. Um, in the meantime, thank you guys so much for being loyal fans. We love you. Keep the comments coming in. Join us on Facebook. But remember to answer the questions when you try to get in. And don't be a smartass about it. Um, the uh, Otherwise, you will not be allowed in. And um, that's uh, about it from us. So, Raven, any closing thoughts, my dear? Nope. Love it. Thank you. See you guys next time. Have a good one, guys. We love you. Take care. <laughs>